Eflin, Bridget and Scott, it's kind of crazy to think because the NHL season just recently came to an end with Vegas beating uh, Florida in the finals. But low-key, the Bruins season's been done for two months now, which is crazy. It's already been two months since they got eliminated. And and I bring that up because while the NHL season just ended, like, yeah, don't look now, but we have we have the NHL draft and we have free agency within the next month happening. So it's the last two months has been difficult with the Bruins out and the playoffs continuing, but now here we go. It's back in their hands. Next season is now here for them. And and it starts this summer with, with the draft and free agency and some storylines in between that we're going to discuss today. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like how you go from so slow where there's been this long buildup where, Hey, they can talk to their free agents. Like, but nothing really tends to happen. And then a week from Wednesday, first round of the draft, and that rolls right into start a free agency on July 1st. So it's like everything gets crammed into like that week, week and a half. And, you know, probably 95% of the offseason moves get done just during that time. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, not much happening with the Bruins yet. They did make one signing. Uh, on Monday, they signed goalie Brandon Bussey to a one-year extension, two-way contract. So, in theory, he can move up between Boston and Providence um, next season if they need to. Obviously, as things stand now, he'll be the number one goalie down in Providence again, just like he was this past season. Uh, had a really good year down there as a first-year pro. Um, but, you know the the bigger discussion one that we talked to Mark Diver about a few weeks ago if uh, if people want to revisit that that podcast is you know is but would Bussy be ready to be the NHL backup if they do trade one of Allmark or Swayman um so you know that's that's interesting but he's at least back in the fold and is a goalie that I think has a pretty promising future um other than that we're still waiting for all the other dominoes to fall. No other free agents have been signed, no trades or anything, but it's, it's all going to start happening fast because I mentioned draft being a week from Wednesday, you know, there's, there's going to be trades around that time. Maybe the Bruins, maybe not, but around the league, we'll, we'll definitely see some moves teams, you know, if, if teams are making trades, they want to get draft picks and move around the board and all that stuff. So Uh, It's going to start to get more exciting. We're kind of in like this one last quiet dead week before everything gets going, but it's coming fast. Yeah. And so I don't know where you guys want to start or if you want to go off of that, because we did get uh, a question about, or we we wanted to talk a little bit about goaltending and how that might, how the Bruins goalie pieces might uh, factor into moves they make ahead of the draft. And somebody that we talked about before, that the Bruins might be looking to trade would be Linus Allmark. But over the past few days, I've been seeing more people with the take that they don't think that that's a high priority for Bruins management would be to move Allmark. Um, Even though we've kind of gone over how it would make a lot of sense, seeing as you have two young goalies that could go in and um, Bussy obviously not, Super, you know, hasn't had a whole lot of experience, but Swayman is right there to take up games if you need him to take up more. He, we both, we all three of us think he could. Um, but 
I saw, I believe, Ty Anderson uh, tweet out that he thinks that that's not one of the things that's at the top of the Bruins priority list. And I saw Bruins cap space, um, which is a Twitter account that kind of helps explain some of where the Bruins are financially um, and how different moves would affect the cap and, and different things like that, that once again, he doesn't think that all Mark um, would get moved either. So it, it kind of, uh, it's something that we'll see as Scott mentioned, the drafts coming up, the cap, the actual cap is supposed to be announced this week. It's supposed to be announced before the draft, um, before moves start getting made so that teams actually know uh, how to proceed and if they need to move more guys or need to make different deals. But um, so, yeah, coming into the draft, there's so many question marks for the Bruins, including uh, will they end up with the same goalies as they had last season? Yeah. And, you know, I think, and Matt Porter jumped on the idea behind that, the the Bruins cap tweet as well of uh, basically the, the idea was like, maybe Jeremy Swayman signs a cheaper, like one year kind of bridge deal. And then, you know, reevaluates like a longer term extension after the season, which I guess, Hey, if Swayman's willing to do that, then great. Like that, that helps the team. But Swayman could also say, you know, hey, look, I've proven myself over two years now in the NHL and I deserve and should probably get more than a cheap one year bridge deal. So if he does the team a solid, great. But there's definitely also a possibility that like he doesn't want to do that and he does want something longer term and maybe for a little more money. Obviously, he doesn't have a ton of leverage as a restricted free agent. But if you're the Bruins and like you tried to play hardball you'd also potentially open up the door for someone to offer sheet and then you have to match that offer and like it's not really the way you want to go with a young goal you don't want to risk kind of muddying those waters or, or turning them into a bad relationship so you know you, you can pitch it but like if he's not really open to it then you kind of you know you have to work with him to some extent like you, you, he's 24 years old you don't really want to start like trying to grind him into the ground to save money because you have cap issues. Um, as far as, you know, trading Allmark not being a priority, like I don't think anyone's ever thought that it was, you know, we've talked, we've talked about it in the context of like, yeah, of course, when it comes to clearing cap, when it comes to clearing money. Yeah. Like naturally you're going to look at the left side of the defense first, where you have Grizzly, Forbert, Riley trading one or two of those contracts makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, where potentially training goalie comes into play is, all right, what if you're not really getting much for those guys? What if you have to attach prospects or picks in order to move them? You know, all the reason you would trade Allmark is one, because that is $5 million. And two, because he would actually have value and you would get something in return. Um, so it's not that they want to trade Allmark, but it's that, they got to trade someone. They got to get money off the books somewhere. And if you're not willing to, you know, attach like a pick or a prospect to move a quote unquote bad contract, then maybe you decide that, Hey, if we can get something of, you know, real value for Lena Selmark, maybe we go that route instead because we feel good still having Swayman. Yeah. I think, I think, 
Allmark is the guy that you need to circle for the reasons you just mentioned. He has he, he has a $5 million cap hit right now. More importantly, uh, he has a modified no-trade clause that kicks in this coming season, which was not in effect his first two years in Boston. Um, well, his first two years, yeah, he had a full no-trade clause, I believe. Right, right. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So like going into this year, now it's now it's a modified no trade yeah. clause. So um, whatever that entails, it's you know it's just easier to to trade him, I guess, now because he had a full full no trade. But that's no longer applicable. But mainly for me, yes, you alleviate the five million dollars of cap space that he is currently um, allocating on your on your on your payroll, and he is the most he is the most valuable roster player that the that the Bruins would be willing to move Uh, he's his stock will never be higher he's coming off of what will be a Vesna trophy winning season and there are plenty of teams look people might say yeah well he didn't play great in the playoffs that's fair none of us here would really debate that but he got them to the playoffs and there are a lot of teams in this league that would be willing to take a chance on a goalie that can at least get them there and then see what happens and you know, I, I just I just believe personally from a philosophical standpoint, goaltending is without a doubt the most important position in hockey. That said, I really do believe it's the most replaceable position. I like not only do you have a guy like Jeremy Swayman in goal that is more than capable of being a full number one, you saw it here with Tuka Rask for years. He was your number one goaltender and you had a carousel of backups come in that that gave you twenty to thirty games. Like you I mean you go down the list like Alex Ald, um, Yaroslav Halak. Um, I mean, there Vladar, like there, Dobin. Dobin was a big one. Yeah, there's so there's so many guys. I mean, there's so many guys, and you know, it's, the Bruins want to in the like, bubble. They had was it the bubble or Vladar was one of the backups? And well, yeah. that was when when Tuka left, yeah, but yeah, but, and I Vladar mean, got in for like five minutes and just got pelted by the lightning. Yep. Correct. <laughs> the, the Bruins the Bruins won a Stanley Cup with Tim Thomas, who was undrafted and was a phenomenal story journeyman. He was not the prototypical, this is how we're gonna win a Stanley Cup. Let's get that. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can you can it's the most important position, but you can find a way to it's an easily replaceable position, at least more replaceable than you know, like like number one, number two center or number one defenseman. Like you can find goalies. And I just think that the Bruins owe it to themselves to sell high on this asset because I just I don't think he's integral to this team five years from now like they need to start restocking draft collateral they need to alleviate cap space and they'll be just fine I promise you with with a combination of Jeremy Swayman and insert backup goalie here and so do I think it's a priority like I don't know I mean maybe not number one but if it helps I think number one is clearing cap space and restocking their their draft pool and I think Linus Olmark is the most um like the biggest option to do that without f- really feeling it. Like he's, yes, he's a good player, but like we'll move on. Everybody will move on. And so I, I, I'm, I would certainly want to move him before Swayman. Like I'd, I'd rather keep Swayman. He's younger. Um, I just, so anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think maybe one thing that could stop them from making that all Mark move would be whether or not they could get that, draft capital that they think that that it's that all mark is worth right if they if no one's willing to or if people are trying to get a little bit give up a little bit less because they know the Bruins are kind of desperate in the situation to move cap 
Um, and they want to make the argument that, okay, well, Armick was great in the regular season, but, you know, playoffs, he's struggled both playoffs with you. And um, other than that, before the Bruins doesn't have playoff experience. So if some team is trying to basically give the Bruins less than what they want, which I assume would be a first round pick and maybe, you know, other picks or pieces um, for Allmark, then maybe that's why they don't do it. Um, he's a move. And I know Scott, you've brought this up before. Obviously you can get a pick for next draft. Like you, this doesn't technically have to be done before the draft, but it would kind of make sense if a team was willing to give up a first rounder this year and take the leap on making Allmark their future goaltender, then that would be a move that would be made soon if it was about getting a pick for this draft. Um, obviously, they could wait, get a get a future draft pick for drafts, you know, after this one, but they're currently missing a first round draft pick this year. So uh, kind of seems natural to want to get one back if you could. Yeah, I don't know if Bridget, if Scott's frozen, but I yeah. would. Hi, Scott. <laughs> but no. um, but but until he comes back, you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, that's that's the situation where you wouldn't really trade on Mark. You wouldn't want to sell. Like the whole point is to sell high, right? So if if if, if you're not, if if the market isn't letting you sell high because they feel like you're desperate or whatnot, then yeah, that's that's when you don't you don't want to get pantsed either, right? Like you want to be able mm-hmm. to. Yeah, the cap. If you can move cap, that's great. But like, um, I mean, that's the bare minimum, obviously. But you, yeah, you don't want to get pants. You want you want to make it make sure it's if you're gonna do it, make sure you can optimize the deal. But yeah, if people start playing hardball, then yeah, it's 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 not an automatic. But in theory, I do think people out there would be like, especially here in Boston, whether it's been Thomas or Rask or Swayman Allmark, like we really have like been fortunate with the gold. Like, look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia has not had an adequate goaltender in between the pipes in, I mean, decades. So there are teams that now they're in a full rebuild, right? So maybe the market doesn't make sense, but there are definitely teams that haven't been graced in the goaltending department that maybe that's just, that's all they are away from, from making the playoffs. And then they're willing to take that gamble on, on a guy who won a Vesna trophy, but wasn't the same guy in the postseason for one reason or another. Yeah. And I also think what's potentially interesting here is we know the NHL is a copycat league. So I also wonder, like, do teams look at what Vegas just did? Basically just throwing a bunch of different goalies out there and eventually Aiden Hill gets hot and, like, are teams maybe a little less likely to give up a lot for Allmark because they say, well, we can just kind of get a collection of guys and, and do the Vegas thing. I think some teams might think that, but, Brian, to, like, the point you just made, there's other teams that have been cycling through goalies and unable to find a number one for years. So those teams are going to be like, we've kind of been trying the Vegas thing, uh, you know, unintentionally and it's not working for us. So they, there's also teams that are going to be a lot more likely to be like, we want the guy. Like we actually do want to go out and get a number one instead of just, you know, throwing a bunch of one and a half to $2 million goalies at the problem let's go get someone who, you know, can be one of the best goalies in the league has been one of the best goalies in the league. So um, for as much as Allmark's value may be not super high for some teams, cause they just look at what Vegas did. I think there's other teams that uh, 
would like more certainty than they have now and potentially still be interested in Allmark. 